Hey everybody, welcome. I'm okay, you're okay. I'm not okay, you're not okay. With your host, Bob Schneider, and your other host, Clint Wells. Nailed it. Wait for it. You're welcome. Dude, that music is so much fucking longer than the music we have on the podcast. So you go through the bunk area where everyone sleeps. The back lounge, normally there's like a TV and a couple of couches. Bob would always commandeer the back lounge and make art back there. Right, I would turn it into a little art studio. A little art studio. Yeah. And one time we were on the road and he found a literally a piece of rock and went to an art store and got like a chisel and a hammer. And in one afternoon, he had chiseled our drummer's face into a rock. In I, still, our, I still have that at my no, house. In our, it's, in the, it's in the yard. In our downtime, in between sound checks and dinners and all this shit, and it looked like our drummer. Yeah. I couldn't believe it. Yeah. And then that was his response. Was like, of course I did that. I mean... As if that's normal. That's unusual that you... Dude, people have been doing that since fucking 40,000 B.C. Like, since 40,000 B.C., they've just been like, hmm, look at that rock. Hmm, I think I'm going to carve this drummer's face in that rock. And then they did it. And then, but they would stop occasionally and then masturbate. And then get back to carving. Because there was, it was different back then. It took a little longer. Well, here's the thing. There was three things you could do. Kill. <laughs> Carve, jack off. <laughs> Those were your three options. They didn't have Netflix. Things haven't changed. That like, what much. are you guys gonna do tonight? Kill, carve, or jack? And they'd be like, "Well, probably all three, because you can only jack for so long, <laughs> right?" Hey, correct. <laughs> That's right, dude. How about a how about an activity that when you're done? You're fucking done, dude. <laughs> and you can pretend. No, don't get me wrong, ladies. You can pretend to not be done. You can do all kinds of like, mm, how are you doing? Shit like that. But you're t- you were so checked out at that point. You're like, I guess I'll just try to be romantic. But dude, it's like, how the fuck do I get to the fridge from here without looking <laughs> like a total dick? <laughs> You were done with Dude, the activity. <clears throat> Tell the story if you don't mind. I, I I don't mind. Okay. There was a time that you were with a lady who wanted to be tied up. Oh no! This story? Oh no! We've never done this on the podcast. I don't want to tell that story. For real? It's too much. Come on, do it. Tell it. This uh, is only like six weeks ago. It's no big deal. It's in the past. <laughs> it's in the past. No, this was a story that happened a long time ago. No, I, I, I met a, I met a lady one night, and she wanted me to handcuff her to her bed, which of course I did. And, uh, but I, here's what I am. I'm a giver. <laughs> <laughs> so if somebody wants something, I try to, I try to give. It. Now it's not my thing. 
It's I, I'm not into that. Here's what I'm into. Hold my balls. I don't want your hands all tied up. I want you to get in there and hold my balls. But she's like, I want you to I want you to handcuff me to the bed. And I'm like, there goes my fucking ball fondling fantasy shit down the tubes. So I did it. And uh yeah, and then, you know, we did our little thing, and then and then I was just like, well, I'm gonna go to the store now and go buy a beer. And she was like, okay. And I went to the store and left the house. And I just had met her. And I was like, what the fuck is this? And I was gone for 30 minutes. And I came back and she was just still hanging there. And I'm like, got the beer. Man, I don't don't know if you've seen The Conjuring. I don't know. It, It freaked me out. I mean, I unhandcuffed her and I got the fuck out of there. But here's the other thing that happened. That same day, that same day, I'm, I left there, was walking home. I was living in a co-op at the time. So I'm walking home. And as I'm walking home, I start, like, getting, like, Crab, shivers. Crabs? No, no. <laughs> I start, I start kind of getting shivers and stuff. And I don't, I don't, know, what's, I don't know what's wrong with me. And, uh, and I get back to the co-op, and I had a friend uh, that I was hanging out with this, this girl. I can't remember her name. Um, and, and I'm telling her, I'm like, I don't know what's wrong with me, but I'm, I, was like, I was like this. I was shaking. I was like, go, go to the store and get me, some, get me a, a 40 dog. Give me a 40-ounce thing of Country Club because I don't know what's wrong with me, but <laughs> I need some medicine. And so she goes and gets this 40 dog, brings it back. I start chugging this 40 dog, but I'm still, like, shivering. And... Uh, Eventually, she just calls the ambulance and the and the ambulance, and I'm just going to keep saying ambulance. Uh, it's an interesting way to say ambulance. So the so the ambulance is on its way. I'm shivering. Finally, I think the, I finished this forty dog really quickly. I start kind of coming down, and it turns out that what I had been doing for the last month is every single day of that month I was eating. We she had she had this giant bag of mushrooms. And so every day we would eat mushrooms. And it turns out, I didn't know this, it turns out that the way mushrooms work is they're like a fucking poison. And then as your body deals with the poison, you like trip and have all the effects. But I guess if you do it every day, eventually your body just says, hey, go fuck yourself. And, uh, <laughs> and I guess that was the day that it did it. So anyways, the ambulance finally showed up and but by then the the medicine had started working, so I, was, I told those guys, "Can't afford it. You guys got to go." And they're like, "You sure?" And they're like, "And I was like, yeah." And they left. And that was uh, that's another day in the in the uh, Halcyon Co-op where I lived. And also, by the way, in case the cops are listening, all of that was fictional. <laughs> that was all fictional. In case there's, I don't know what the statute of limitations is. Are that where for, is that where Forty Dogs comes from? Your song. One of your best songs. Yeah, 40 Dogs is a reference to 40 Ounces of Malt Liquor. I think when I heard 40 Dogs for the first time before I knew you, I heard it on the radio somewhere. I didn't know what 40 Dogs was. It's like 40 Dogs. <laughs> Thanks for clearing that up. 
here's this is the way I used to live back in the day. When I lived at Halcyon Co-op, I lived on $5 a day. So what I would do is I would, the co-op that I lived at, part of the rent, you could eat dinner at the co-op. They would make dinner and you could eat it. So that's what I ate. And But for $5 a day, I could buy two 40-ounce country clubs and one pack of Marlboro Light cigarettes. And that's what I did every night after work. And made a lot of great decisions during that time. And... Uh, what about, the, about what about the story? What's that? I was working at Texas Textbooks at the time. He was selling uh, educational literature to the youth of Austin. So what about the story where you were living off of mustard? All right. Okay. Okay, then. So I'm living in El Paso. I'm going to UTEP. I have no money. Uh, my rent was two twenty-five a month. And if you paid it, Three days late, it was two fifty, and my mom would send me two fifty. Three days after it was, three days after the first month, every month. So that that was all my money. So I had no money. I lived off the kindness of friends and sometimes strangers. And at a certain point during during this year, I found myself at my apartment. I was driving a mail jeep at the time. I'm not sure if you're familiar with the mail jeep. It's uh, what they deliver mail in. There was one seat on the right side, no other seats. If you wanted to sit in it, you had to just sit on the ground where they put the fucking mail. It was a baller car. And uh, this, but the cool thing about it, the sides would open up. So it was, you know, air conditioned. And uh, it had an eight track, uh, it played eight track tape. So I had an eight track cassette to eight track converter. Wow. So that's the way I was living back then. But at this time, I had a flat tire. So no way to get around. Uh, my phone had been disconnected. Uh, I, all I had for entertainment at the time was a two-inch black and white television, which I would watch. It would just be on, and I would watch, like, chips and shit like that. I had absolutely no money. When I say no money, I mean not a penny at all. And the only food that I had in my refrigerator at the time was one bottle of Goulden's Mustard. And what I would do is every three or four hours when, when the hunger would get so bad over the course of about three days is I would go to the fridge, put my finger out, put the Golden's mustard on my finger and pretend it was a hot dog. He, would, get, treat, he would treat himself. I would treat myself. And I would get a big glass of water <laughs> and I'd just be like, mm, gulp, 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 cry, cry, cry. And then I would go back to watching fucking black and white TV. That went on for three days. And on the fourth day, I was like, they're going to find my corpse in here. I've got to go somewhere. Nobody knows. Nobody's coming over to rescue me. Nobody knows I'm here. Nobody knows I don't have any food. So I had one friend at the time. His name was Hisham. He was this Egyptian student that was attending. He was an engineering student at UTEP. He lived about three or four miles away. So I just started making my way over to his house. It was in the dead of fucking El Paso desert heat, whatever that is. And I start walking like you see those dudes in the movies, you know, where they're walking through the fucking desert and they're like, uh, uh, uh. I mean, there's no sidewalks in fucking El Paso. Nobody, by the way, nobody walks in El Paso. It's all drivers. So when you're walking in El Paso, people are just like, what the fuck is that dude? What's, what's his deal? 
And I'm just like, eh, eh, they eh. knew you were living off mustard. So, so I'm walking towards his house. I have no idea if he's even going to be there. I'm, I figure like, even if he's not there, I'm just going to, I'm just going to collapse there and, <laughs> and die there. I get to his house. I knock on the door. He opens the door. Thank God. And it's a shaman. He's like, Hey, Bob, it's so good to see you. I gave it a shot. He <laughs> didn't sound any, it wasn't didn't, no, like he didn't sound anything like that at all. Yeah. But he had a thick Egyptian accent. Yeah. I don't know what that accent is. We know. <laughs> hey. <laughs> You're doing like an Italian guy. You're doing like an Italian. Anyways, he was very happy to see me. I hadn't seen him in a while. He's like, oh, Bob, it's so good to see you. I'm like, get the fuck out of my way, bitch. And I looked up on top of the refrigerator i it, i feel like this could have happened to me yesterday and i can't remember anything and i looked on top of the fridge and there on top of the fridge kind of like you know those nights when they go on the magic you know like here's the knights of the round table then they go on that fucking magic quest where they're looking for the holy grail yes and they're like they're on it for years and years and they're yes. all fucking covered in fucking slime and you know, grass and mud and shit, and their fucking faces all f- fucked out looking. <laughs> Are you describing <laughs> me last year during te- COVID? Their teeth are all falling out. And there's cum stuck uh, in. You're their- definitely describing <laughs> me last year with COVID. Cum all in their fucking eyebrows and shit, and they're like, ah, "Fuck you, bitch!" And they just killed so many people and just fucked so many animals and shit, and they're just like, <laughs> they're. Just- and then they finally see the Holy Grail, and it's like, but it's not even the Holy Grail. It's just like some rock, you know, because they're all fucked out in their head. Because who knows what's wrong with these people at that point? That's that was me. So now I see that I see on top of his fridge a sleeve of saltine crackers, <laughs> and I say, Hisham, can I have? A fucking cracker. And he's like, yeah, of course. Help yourself. And I walk over. And now, now I'm walking over there like I'm about to go pick up a fucking Academy Award. You know, like once you know you've won it, but then you're up on stage and then you're like, at first you're excited, but then you're like, "Mm, I'm going to enjoy this moment now. I'm going to go get my shit. So I'm walking across that fucking room and I get to the fucking cracker and I... I reach up and I just pull one cracker out of the sleeve. And as I pull it, the a fucking ray of sun hits the salt and goes, ping. <laughs> and I'm like, ah. and I put it over to my mouth and then I put it in my mouth and my whole mouth goes like this. <laughs> joy. I've never had an experience like it in my life. It was the most amazing experience ever. Until tonight. Well, of course, until tonight. Yeah, yeah. And that's that. Yeah, that was it. And then I I don't know what I had. He made me some bullshit and I ate that. <laughs> and I ate the rest of those fucking crackers for sure. <laughs> and then we got drunk. And, <laughs> and then at some point, not soon after that, he was driving my mail job mail truck i was sitting in the back he bounced you out of it and he bounced me out of the fucking mail truck at 2 a.m in the morning 
in a fucking parking lot when we went over the speed bump and I fucking landed on my ass. All I was wearing were some swim trunks and it just tore the fucking ass out of the swim trunks. And he just fucking drove off into the he fucking didn't know, night. He didn't know Bob was gone. No, he drove off into the fucking night. Dude, he drove off because I had a I had that eight track stereo and it was blasting some shit. And I he was just having a good time. He's like, he drove off for like literally 30 minutes before he knew Bob had been bounced out. He he got to the end of the parking lot, got on the main road, and just fucking off into the distance. And I'm bleeding on this concrete road. And I'm like, he'll he'll come back. He'll come back. No, he didn't. Never came back. He didn't. Never came back. (laughs) I'd walk again another couple fucking miles with my ass hanging out, (laughs) bleeding. Walking down the road, full ass. No, not. It wasn't a partial ass sitch. It was full ass. No, there was no underwear. You were wearing Just swim trunks. Bleeding, bloody, exposed ass. Walking down the road at fucking 2.30 a.m. And this was. And two- cars were just like. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Honey, should we pick up the guy who's bleeding out of his ass? Yeah. <laughs> I don't I think we're going to pass. And, and there's no sidewalks. I'm just walking on rocks and dirt and cactus and shit and just He's walking on cactus. And you could every car, every car that passed me there was darkness and then all of a sudden bleedy ass. Bleedy ass walkie guy and then these cars were Did you see that? Like every car was like, "Did you see that guy?" <laughs> they might still talk about it. Probably. Anyways, like I finally got to the apartments where we lived. He lived in in an apartment below me. That's how I met him. Fucking knock on the door. All the only thing that got me home was like was I was going to beat him to death when I got there. I was like, I'm gonna beat this guy to death. The good thing about him was he's tiny. He was really thin and tiny. You so could have taken I, him. Oh, yeah. Easily I could have beat Bleeding him. Ass I could have beat him to death. No problem. And I get to the door and I'm just like, okay, I'm just gonna knock his teeth out or something i'm not a violent person either he opens up the door he's just crying just crying he thought he had killed me because at some point at some point he, he looked, looked in back the and back goes, and the door is just like a bob's boom, not boom, here boom, 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 like this how long is bob and no bob here? and he's been on the fucking highway Jamming the fucking journey or whatever the fuck is. It wasn't journey. It was probably Beastie Boys license to ill, but whatever it was, he said, dude, I've been looking for you. I've been driving around. Because he couldn't get a hold. He didn't know where he dropped you. There's no cell phone. There's nothing. There's no. There's no recourse for that. Nothing. Nothing. Just death. That's all he could think about. So when I saw his cry, his tears and stuff, I was like, all right, bitch, give me the keys. The craziest thing about the story is that that was only like two weeks ago. Yeah. It is kind of All crazy. All right, that concludes our second episode, actually. No way. It did. That was too fast. It's going all by right. so fast. I think we hey, all live here now. I want to thank you guys for coming out tonight. We, I had a lot of... Uh, I was a little worried about it. A little, I had some trepidation. Uh, you, you weren't worried about it no. at all. No. You were like, yeah, we got this. I love Clint Wells. I love hanging out with him. I love talking. This is what we do when we were playing together all the time. We would just sit on the bus, tell stories, shoot the shit, fucking laugh all night long and uh and then when we kind of stopped playing together how probably three or four years ago yeah it was like man let's 
fucking just do a podcast. So I know for me, it was like, well, at least I'm going to get to talk to my buddy uh, every week because I just love it. I love talking to you. And uh, anyways, I it's nice that uh, that you guys are part of that, too. And uh, thanks for coming. Out. Yeah, I super cool. It. So now we are in the uh, and I couldn't agree more. I love you. Love hanging out with you. We hugged for the second. Did I say I don't think I did. I say love you. I don't think I, think- I use that term. I love hanging out with you. I didn't say I love you. I know what you meant, yeah, you silly yeah. goose. I don't know. We did a hug for the second time today in this same parking lot where the first time we hugged I, seven years ago. No, but you just did it to fuck with me. But we've only hugged twice. And how many years have we known each other? Ten. And he hugs everybody. And we've just never done it because it just seems weird, right? Well, it's, like, it's, we, like getting, it's like it'd be like you getting an autograph from your friend. It's hard for us to both hug each other when we both have erections, which is every time we see each other. So. It's true. <laughs>